Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, and the adventures of her journey through transition and beyond. And now, here she is, your host, Sabrina Miller. Yay! Hello! How are ya? How are ya? Let's give it up for that band. They get better every week. Oh yeah! Yeah! Hello! That was Michelle G and Daughter, the amazing dynamic duo. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. You know I appreciate you. Of course, of course, of course you do that. Of course you know that. Uh, if I'm sounding a little bit different this episode, uh, the audio quality is going to be slightly changed, only because we have a surprise guest co-host. So I'd like to welcome to the audio platform, to your listening enjoyment pleasure of your ear holes, my lovely, lovely wife, Rebecca. Say hello. <laughs> hello. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for being here. So you want me to pleasure people's ear holes? You just being on the show does that. Oh, okay. Usually yeah. that's not something your wife asks you to do for other people. Yeah, well, that does happen. That does happen. Uh, especially in the audio world, you know, that's it's nothing but audio entertainment, so everybody gets it in their ear holes. <laughs> well, gotta be a better way to say I guess that. there has to be a better way to say that. Okay, so if you if this is your first episode, um, well, well, welcome. Welcome. You're in for Yay. a treat because you haven't, we've never really done this in nope. any of the previous 25 episodes. It's our first time. Yeah. And you're here to be a part of it. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and longtime listeners, uh, you know, we've never done this before. So welcome to something different. Uh, she's just going to join me through the entire episode. Not a little formal interview conversation like we had the last time she was on the show. This is just, hey, tag along with me for this episode. It'll be fun for you to say what you have to say. <laughs> so that's what this episode is. But before we get into this episode, uh, like we always do, talk about last week's episode. Uh, it was uh, entitled, "The Clo These Clothes Are Made for Girls. Uh, it was taken from a blog spot post that I wrote uh, almost a year ago. And uh, it's it's the same story I've explained a couple times in the, on the show. Uh, I, but I spoke more intently, more deeply about the, uh, actual meaning behind the, the clothes that were made for women. So it was a little more commentary about that point of the story. I've never really gotten into that. So uh, go back to last episode, check it out. Uh, that can be found at changes in latitudes podcast at blogspot.com or search us out on iTunes or Stitcher. All the links you'll ever need are at blogspot. We've got the RSS and all the other stuff you'd ever want. We owe audience survey. Go check that out. Check that out. Help us out by taking the audience survey. Take, I don't know, four minutes, maybe. 
less if you're fast. <laughs> I don't know. So, oh, and hey, this is episode 26, Rebecca. Is it really? Yes. Do you know what that means? No, Sabrina. What does that mean? Well, it, one, it does mean it's closer to 50 than uh, the beginning. You yeah. know, that's just the part of it. But that means we're halfway through a year. <gasps> You're right. Yeah, 26 weeks. Halfway through the year since I started the podcast, not halfway through the year because it's not July. But um, yeah, we're halfway through. And I think it's just so suiting that you happen to be a guest, not even just a guest, but a guest host on this episode. So with that said, if there are any audio anomalies, I apologize right here up front, but this is a very special episode. Ooh, that reminds me, Sabrina. Did you put out a blast on Facebook? Not this time. This is a surprise. This is a total surprise. Total, total surprise. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, I think the listeners will enjoy it. They'll be like, what happened? Because that will encourage them to write in questions and get you back on the show. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, listeners. (laughs) Yeah, if you you couldn't figure that one out. You're very subtle, dear. I'm very subtle. Very very subtle. subtle. Yeah. In fact, I'm so subtle, I think it's time we move right along into the main topic. That works for me. Main topic, main topic. Okay, as the title says, this is uh, beauty and uh, feeling attractive. Yes, you could use the word attractiveness and things like that, but more importantly, it's it's a matter of, uh, well, I, I chose the term feeling attractive because when you say beauty, so many different things come to your mind. You've got paintings, you've got flowers, you've got, you know, uh, family relatives, you've got whatever you're attracted to, you know, so many different things come from the, when you can think up when you hear the word beauty, but when you say feeling attractive, that pretty much narrows down what you're talking about. And so that's that's the beauty part of the, that's how they're going together. I don't mean just beauty out in the lands. Yay, the world is beautiful. Not, not it is, but that's not what I mean. I mean beauty as, as in feeling beautiful. So that's what the topic is, and uh, Rebecca actually brought this up as a suggestion, so that's one of the reasons why you're on this episode. ta Yeah, yeah. So be- let's just talk about beauty, because just the concept of, of beautiful, and, and in, in our realm of, of women feeling beautiful is the best way I can jump us into that conversation. Right, well... With everything, beauty is in the eye of the beholder or the beer holder. Ah, uh, um, yes, that's true. It's always the eye of the beholder. And so, it's it, beauty is a very personal interpretation of of anything in life. I mean, it's how you see things in life, see yourself, so on and so forth. It's all up for personal interpretation, uh, and how how you perceive it. Can you jumpstart me? Beauty? Yeah. You're talking about feeling beautiful? Oh, okay. Um, well, beauty is, is really all in the eye of the beholder. It's, it's about how you perceive beauty, what is beautiful to you. Um, not every... not you know, There usually aren't two people who are going to find the same thing beautiful in the same way, let alone find the same thing beautiful. It's... It's such a, a personal 
opinion and perspective on what beauty is and what things are beautiful, be they things in, in nature, be they paintings, be they people. Um, and, and that goes for internal and external beauty as well. You know, there are some things that may not, for example, internal versus external beauty. If the, let's say you have like someone who is quote, a supermodel, we'll use as an example because those supermodels are generally considered to be beautiful. Yes, usually. Yeah. But, yeah. but let's say, you know, you have a beautiful supermodel, but they're really awful horrible person right yeah if that happens and and so therefore are they still beautiful right yeah exactly outwardly they might be but no they're not necessarily a beautiful person right yeah so those are things that definitely should be taken into consideration regarding beauty but i mean yes you are correct in that it's uh when and when you say it, it's in the eye of the beholder, it's it's I, I see that being more powerful than what I think people actually hear it as. Because when 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 you're not feeling well about yourself, you're you're not feeling beautiful, you're not feeling attractive, whatever. When someone else does, you think you're beautiful, feel that you feel uh, moved by your beauty, or you know find you beautiful that helps inspire your own beauty from within yourself. So, so that's, so that's really when the uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Well, yeah, because they're sharing it back to you. Yeah. But then again, if you don't have it to start with, they can't see it. Right. It's also in how you perceive yourself. Uh, Right. Exactly. You are also a beholder. It's not just other people looking at you. It's, it, it, it's something that comes from within. It's an internal thing. Has to be. Has to be. It has to come from within. Or it's well, I, I think everybody in the world has seen those those people that are just, you know, look very made up, very pretty, very attractive, very beautiful. And then, you know, they, they get to talking to them because they're in some sort of conference or they're sharing a seat on a bus or a, a commuter or something. And you get to realize that they aren't as attractive or beautiful as their outward appearance would make it. And so, no, then it becomes all fake. It's like, oh, you're just really making that up. You're not really representing yourself in the way that you're portraying. Beauty. Right. 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 Exactly. And, uh, I don't want to leave it behind, but let's also talk about, uh, you know, feeling attractive because that's where, that's where I think when someone else feels that way about you, you, it, it, it ignites your own. Oh, definitely. It definitely makes you feel more attractive when someone is attracted to you, of course. Um, and that's not something that should ever be disregarded. Um, people usually don't say that you know you give you compliments regarding your physical appearance unless they actually mean it yeah you can tell the fake fake compliments right away oh your hair your nails look so wonderful they're so cute you can tell that that's just making conversation and they're not really giving a rat's ass right and then you can tell the difference between that close friend or that you know third close friend that you have at work you know that you only see three times a week because that's when your paths cross, you know, and they say, Hey, you know, your hair looks really nice. Those people, you can tell that they mean it. Right. And also, um, having grown up female being cisgender, uh, 
living as a girl my entire life, I can definitely say that, that women, women give those generic compliments often. They usually do mean them. Um, like, oh, that shirt is so cute. They usually don't say that to someone who you really think the shirt is ugly. True. Uh, very true. Very, and, very true. And also, if they compliment you on something like, you look really nice today, they mean it. That's that's just how girls are. Women women dress for each other. We don't really dress for men. I'd say they dress for themselves um, and then each other. For Women dress for women. Women don't necessarily okay. dress for men. Um, men don't have much interest in fashion. Um, mm, not as, as a whole, as a no. Whole, as a whole, most no. Most men do not. No, as a statistic, no, they don't. I, I'm not including all you wonderful, fabulous gay people. I, I mean, straight, straight male America is what I mean. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, the stereotypical white male is not necessarily going to be interested in what the latest things are in Paris that they're wearing. No, they're really no, the Marlboro care. man wouldn't really care what's going on in Paris. The Marlboro man. Oh, I heard Marble man. <laughs> oh, the Marble man. Well, that's probably because of my cold. The Marble man? Yeah, yeah. He lost it. He lost his marbles. And then this is something that you brought up when you brought this topic up about how you've noticed in things you've heard me say, observations about myself and then other trans people that we've come in contact with, that a lot of the same struggles we'll sum it up with that word right now that uh trans women specifically have are very similar and uh parallel in their own way to what overweight women have uh, uh have to deal with will say struggle with on a weekly monthly daily you know uh person uh way yes now now i know that the situations are very different um, and just a little background. I am not a, a tiny woman. Um, I, I am, I'm in stature. I'm only five two, uh, but I am overweight. I am about 200 pounds. So five two, 200 pounds. That's definitely not in the range for where I should be. Uh, I've never been a tiny girl. Um, the smallest I ever was, was in when I was about 19, 17 to 19, and I was about a size eight. So that would make me about Kate Winslet size. And she's not a tiny Hollywood starlet. No, not at all. Um, but she's also not a big girl either. No, she's not. I, and because I was in high school and all the other girls around me were skinny stick twigs, I thought I was huge. Uh, because I wasn't a size two, I wasn't a size zero. I was, you know, a size eight, size ten, and so I've I've been told, oh, you'd be so pretty if you were skinny. Mm. Well, yeah, I think a lot. Of, I think and, a lot of uh, overweight women have uh, uh, heard uh, that. Uh, and, I remember hearing that about women I went to, to high school with. People would say that about the. Overweight girl. Oh yeah, you'd be attractive if you lost one, you know, thirty pounds, fifty pounds. Yeah. Or they'd say it in a more negative way. That's such an unpleasant thing to hear. Of course. Um. So, uh, I being my weight is something I have struggled with 
for a very long time. Even even as a kid, I had a chubby phase as a kid before I went back down to what is probably the ideal weight range for me, which is about a size 8, because I am curvy. Um, and I was teased as a kid about being chubby. So it's something that I've dealt with my entire life. Did you have more to say? I didn't want to interrupt. Um, I, I lost my train because you look like okay. you wanted to speak. Now, did you, did you, uh, when you, when, when you say have to deal with, uh, I mean, and everybody knows having to deal with that. I mean, on an internal mental level capacity, because that's where I think the similarities and parallels are right. with the struggles and the dysphoria and the, the fitting in is a, is a way that I can see to surmise that part of the of the feeling right um the vision of me in my head is not does not match what i see in the mirror that is one similarity that you and i have talked about that yes i know it's different than gender dysphoria i know that of course it's different but it's also very similar But it's something that i can definitely relate to that when you say oh i hate this about my face it's not what i see in my head and yeah, I totally, totally can relate to that. And I, and, and I don't know, I think that's something that sometimes people in the trans community forget is that, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a, a things that are a trans issue. They're, they're a human issue. They're a, a, a struggle as a person. Forget gendered. Exactly. As a per- that's why I didn't specify gender as, as a person. And I'm emphasizing forget yeah. gender. Take trans, take cis, take it all out and just make it as a human existence experience. Yeah. Right. It, it is. And, and even, even those, those skinny bitches, they mm-hmm. still think they may be fat. I mean, that whole Megan Trainer song all about that base. Yeah. You know, it, it's, she has that, that line. What is it? Um, oh, shit. Go ahead and tell those skinny bitches that. Nah, I'm just playing. I know you think you're fat. Right. Exactly. But I'm oh. here to tell you every interview is perfect from the bottom to the top. What bothers me is that lyric is almost lost because of the laugh that the lyric before it creates. Yeah. I didn't hear that until... Wow. Since we have a child who loves music, we had to <laughs> play it repeatedly when it first came out. Yes, I know there's language issues, but at that point, he was still developing his language uh, capability, so it wasn't horrible for him to hear it. Now we don't really play it, and, or we play an edited version. But yeah, I didn't hear that lyric until probably the, literally the uh, somewhere between like the fifth and the tenth listening. I'm like, oh, there is. A, that's what she's I, saying. I heard it pretty early. Well, you've got I, a better I, ear. I have a musical background, so. But no, it's even, even the skinny perfect people have something that themselves that they see as a flaw that they want to fix. There are very few people who look at themselves and are like, yep, everything's perfect. I'm good. Yeah. I remember growing up in the uh, late seventies, early eighties, when there were television show, uh, storylines after school, special storylines about body image and, and how to feel good about yourself. I mean, I just, so many different things. I, I mean, and then about that time, there's that big cosmetic surgery craze that went, that happened. Everybody got big boobs, it seemed. 
Um, and then later people got reductions. It's uh, reductions, <laughs> reductions. I, I can speak. Oh. I can speak. I, I, I really can. Just obviously not tonight. <laughs> I'm going to age us here. Uh, I've already aged myself on this I, podcast. I know, but I'm going to age us here in our age differences. No, the, I think um, we've done that already. Well, no. It, Keep going. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think it was Missy Elliott's song, Singing About Your Badonkadonk. And so a redonction to me is oh, really funny. Because of that. Yes. Badonkadonk okay. being like your booty. So, well, that is a reference I don't really get. So there's, there, there we go. There we go. And that's why we're well-rounded. That's why we benefit and well-round each other. Round out each other. Oh, but talking about... Similarities? I haven't, I haven't had the pleasure of listening to last week's podcast. That's fine. It's still being edited it, as it we has, speak. Exactly. But just stealing from what the theme was about mm-hmm. clothing mm-hmm. being designed. And I know you read that post when it came out. So, the, I did. Clothes were made for women. Yes, so you've read the blog post. I'm pretty sure when it okay. when I wrote it, you you read it. Um, so, clothes being, being made for women, clothes aren't made for fat girls either. Yeah, in, in, in our clothing shopping journeys that we've taken in the last year, well, it hasn't been many, but it's right. it's been a considerable amount because right. uh, mostly they start with clothing expeditions for, for our son. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, hey, this shirt, oh, hey, this whatever, oh, hey, this top, this bottom, blah, da, 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 these shoes. Yeah, there are so, yeah, of course. <laughs> and there are so many times that we both will see something. And really like it, but no matter how much we we try to justify how much we like it, the article of clothing will just not fit or look right if it does. Right. And so you have to put it back in the in the basket or on the rack or wherever it came from. And I noticed that uh, early on. I was like, "Wow, that's that's quite quite interesting." The the immediate similarities in just well, in the very beginning, a couple t shirts we were getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, they're, and, they're made for the average American female. And ironically, the average American female is not the size that they're making these clothing for. The yeah. average American female is about a size 14. Yeah, and the average is not the average anymore. That's no. the 1950s average, 1940s average, oh, I think, no, 60s not. average. I don't remember, but I know it's not current. No, it's... it's well, so you get into the whole vanity sizing problem, which is something that you have complained about. The, uh, oh right, yeah. Oh, the yes. difference between True sizes size just because of vanity. Oh my god. Because and, and if you don't know what I'm talking, it about... it makes sense. But um, oh my god, we don't need to mind fuck ourselves even this, more. I know. Uh, this happens. It's it's happened across the board. I don't remember what the size difference is, but thirty forty years ago, uh, a size eight is now like a size two or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know the details, but yeah. Exactly. It's something like that 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 you know, that just because of the number on the tag of your clothes doesn't mean that that's the size you are. Uh it happens even more in um in in bridal wear. Yeah, I remember that. And in bridal wear is actually closer to true size though. Oh. Good for them. So, at least in, from what I can tell, right. it seems to be closer to what a true sizing is versus the vanity sizing. Or at least it seems to nowadays. It didn't used to be. 
but bridal sizing is, is smaller than, like, if you go into a bridal store and say, yes, I'm a size 14, they're going to be like, here's the 16s and 18s. Right, yeah, because of, um, of how society has done that. Right. Um, dress manufacturing. Bridal sizing is is, is weird. Uh, uh, expensive clothing stores and things like that, high-end labels, because, you know, rich bitch with lots of money doesn't want to be a size 6. She wants to be a size 2. So they're appealing to her vanity by labeling the size 6 as size 2s, and that's why clothing has gotten smaller and people are getting tinier because they're, I don't know. Crazy. Anyway, I'm getting a little off of our topic That's here. all right. We do that But it's, it, it all ties back into the topic of finding your self-worth. You're not confined in a pair of pants. No. They might make you feel really good about yourself to make your ass look great. I've had some pants like that, but but you're not going to find your self-worth in a pair of pants. No, um, not really. Not unless it's no. loaded with, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, that's not, that's not self-worth. That's, no, that's but that's self-wealth. <laughs> and that's, you know, that can, that can, you know, bring you certain things. Mm. Yeah, well, in the, in the realm of, of, of trans women, most uh, desire some sort of cosmetic surgery. And so that's a big thing that, that a lot of trans women say, oh, I need this large sum of, lump sum of money so I can have this cosmetic surgery that I know will make me feel better. And in the case of cosmetic surgery, I not that I want any uh, at this point in my life, I can totally understand why someone would, specifically uh, facial feminization. Because after so many years of staring into the mirror and seeing the guy self, you really need a little, and some people actually do physically need, you know, brow lifts and, and other, uh, uh, cheek, uh, 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 implants and things like that, just to make the shape of the face more feminine and thing. I'm talking extreme that if they did not have that, there is no way on God's green earth, they would ever be read as a woman because they would always look like a guy woman. Do you know, you, you, you know, and there are cis too. women that are out there too. I'm not, I'm not saying no. But a person like that, right. even a cis woman, if got a large lump sum of money and said, here, go do whatever you want, good chance she's going to go, you know, get a better image in the mirror staring back right. at her. I, I would have a really hard time changing to the opposite gender. Very hard time. Oh, you with your structure. Yes, I'm yes, sure yes, my, yes. My structure and yes. curves. Um, yes. I don't have huge cans, but I, I, I have hips. And I have a very girly face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, very. It's just the way it is. Um. So. So yeah. And I've 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 done that in theater makeup class. Did the gender switch? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I look funny with a beard. <laughs> I've seen pictures. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Even if it's photoshopped pictures. Yes. Yes. It's it's awkward. Very awkward. Very very awkward. Now, we cannot not, and when we bring up beauty and attractiveness, feeling attractive, we cannot not talk about makeup and how that plays a, a huge role, I think, in, in I don't know, uh, as, a, as a tool to assist in that process of beauty and feeling attractive. Yes, most definitely. Um I mean, I don't wear makeup to work on a regular basis because I wake up very early and I leave the house very early and I and work in a call center. You don't have interaction I, with the with the public that's purchasing the product. No, I don't. Not not visibly. 
It's all everything right, on the visibly phone. correct, correct. Um, Everything's on the phone and the electronic communication. And it's a it's a pretty casual workplace. Which um, you're lucky. I am. I am very lucky. Uh, and you know, I there are days that I will put on makeup. Usually, once I'm there, I'll put on makeup. Unlike my break or something, I'll go put on some mascara and some cover up just to feel a little bit better. But it's it's I hate that oh you put on you know, oh you put on makeup, you look so nice. <laughs> and and yeah. you know, or or for people who do regularly wear makeup and they don't wear makeup, oh you look so tired today. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well that 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 it's, it just happens because of makeup, yeah. Right. Because people don't really think about what they're saying when they say that. They recognize, oh you're not wearing makeup. Wow. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You know I I I do like wearing makeup. I definitely do. I enjoy playing with makeup. I like wearing it to go out. I just don't... I can't incorporate it into my everyday life if we're not going somewhere. Right. You know, or if I'm just going to work. I just... I don't... I don't The majority of what sees your face of in, in a day is a computer screen. Right. And so that's not that you, you don't need right. to be made up for a computer screen. So when I do put on makeup at work, it's usually for myself to make myself feel better. And that actually is the point I wanted to make that if, uh, and that goes back to the beginning of our conversation is that beauty comes from within that if you're not feeling that first thing, really try, try a little makeup. And I, when I say a little, I mean a little mascara, a little lip gloss, just the bare minimum, not even a full, you know, cover up and, and, and powder and all that. Not even all that. Just a little something. And see if that see what see what that does for you. See what that does. And it's amazing what a, it, a good mascara and an eyelash curler can do for your self esteem. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and and for those that, that gravitate towards it on a more regular basis, eyeliner of some sort, whether it's a lighter hue or a darker hue, you know, everybody's different with their concept of eyeliner. Um, same thing goes for, uh, eyeshadows and blushes and other colors and things. If you don't feel right, only having just mascara, then okay, well try to find that area that, that works for you. That, that makes, that makes you start to feel better about yourself in that moment in time. And then realize that may not work the next time. So you find something else with the makeup try yeah. something different try something you haven't tried before different colors we got a palette for halloween and it was awesome because yeah. it's got so many colors that we could play with it is tons of colors it's um can 30 can i, I think 60 go ahead say what the brand is it's it's elf oh that's right it was yeah. elf elf um, yeah we love elf and i should put, I put a thing in the amazon link i didn't know this about about the brand until a friend of mine told me and um she's She's LGBT family. She's, yes, she she's is. Bi and uh, and has had has relationships or just has friends yeah, that were trans. Who are trans? Okay, I couldn't uh, remember. She has friends what... who are trans. She has a couple friends who are androgynous. Um, Sorry about the background noise. We're, <laughs> the studio is falling apart. And she's a friend fair, so you know she's she's she knows makeup. Yeah. And she's who told me about. I'd seen it before, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." But because it was cheap, I was like, "Oh, it must not be very good." Right. Well, of course, when and, you look at something, and you oh, a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars right. for this. Oh, I can't be good. Yeah. Oh my God, you're wrong. Yes. So the the 
creator of it is is a chemist or something like that and he was tired of paying for his wife's expensive makeup so he reverse engineered a bunch of stuff so it's like the same basic it's like buying the generic version of of your prescription right instead of getting um it's like buying generic anything if you nyquil or tylenol or advil or ibuprofen or getting getting uh, ibuprofen instead of instead of advil right or naproxen instead of uh, leave or whatever yeah um yeah so, or buying the, the store brand instead of the name brand. That too. That too. Um, that too. So yeah, she well, said there are some things that aren't as great as others, but on the whole, it's, it's been We've amazing. been pleased. We, we've been, we've been pleased. By the few things. Target. Yeah. Which was really And cool. Walmart. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's other places. And I haven't used it, but you said that curling eyelash curler I was just going to comment. I was just going to comment on that. A dollar for this curler. eyelash curler. Granted, we are in Southern California. You might find it cheap or more expensive somewhere else. Yeah, uh, yeah um, your prices may vary. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a dollar for the Elf version, and I don't know. We got it because it was a dollar. I wanted a second one for uh, the the the. I have one at home, and I have one that I carry with me just in case. Um, you never know. You might need. You them. never know. So. I wanted one inexpensive, didn't really matter to carry with me. And okay, that's it. If it loses, if it breaks, I'm out. What? A buck, two bucks, whatever. So got it for a dollar. First time I tried it. Holy shit. So (laughs) much better than the four or five or even six dollar. I believe it was Revlon because I went with a name that I know and trust. I've enjoyed other Revlon products. Uh, The Revlon eyelash curler has sucked from day one. And at first I thought it was, well, you just need to learn some technique. Uh Uh-uh. That was like almost a, well, probably nine months or so ago when I got that. Maybe a year. And I've always had issues with the the damn Revlon eyelash curler. So, (laughs) so pissed off at that. But the Dollar Elf, not a problem. You're lucky you don't really need the eyelash curler? No, but it helps straighten them out a little bit. Yeah, it does. It makes them pop. Yes, it um, does. You have you have long curly lashes already. I have long lashes, but they're not as curly, and the tips are blonde. Yeah, um, and you need so, the curler; it helps you better. So mascara and I, mascara and uh, an eyelash curler are great. Now, I do want to say we are not saying you have to wear makeup to be a girl. No, definitely not. I just want to make sure that that's said. No, there are many days. Oh, I don't have to put on makeup to feel good about myself. That's great. That's fantastic. Oh, there are some women that don't have to. Good for you. Well, good for you. Exactly. And I'm not saying that you don't have to wake up because you don't have to wake up. You're naturally like glistening and glowing. No, if, if you are confident and comfortable without any makeup on, that's fabulous. I have my days fabulous where am i from that's all right Um, that's all right (laughs) uh there there are days where i'm like i don't need makeup i look good most of those happened while i was pregnant and had wonderful glowy pregnancy skin um but that was true that was true i i i never felt more prettier more pretty more pretty more pretty that's better okay i speak good Yes, you do. Something we did talk about, which is going to seem really, really random, but when we were talking about this idea as a as a co-hosted episode, yeah, and you know, similar things that fat girls and trans women deal with, yes, um, the whole clothes not fitting, uh, which is a short girl problem too. 
which 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 uh, trans women tend to be you know, taller right. for you know, because of where they came from. So it's the same problem then when you're t- right. when you're too tall to find stuff. There's some 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 unwritten rule in fashion and clothes making that seems to say that if you're a size 18, you must be six feet tall. Yeah, and obviously. I don't understand that because that doesn't make any sense. Because pretty much all of the pants I've ever purchased, I've had to shorten. Yeah, yeah, or cuff, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And the petite section often doesn't have plus size things. It goes to a certain point, but. And sometimes the petite section, because I am, I'm 5'2", so I'm on the taller end of petite. Yeah, so that's another problem there. It's, sometimes it's a little too short. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is great. It's wonderful finding clothes that don't fit you. I find lots of those. Then something else we, we mentioned was uh, the whole, does he like me for me or does he like me because he's into that kind of thing? Oh, 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 yes, the yes, that's right. Problem. The fetish problem, right. Yes, you're. Yeah, I'm totally spaced on that, but you're absolutely correct. I for, totally forgot that, that similarity, that connection. Yeah, yes. that's, yeah. And that's not something that I had ever really thought about until I was like 20. And there was some, some guy in one of my classes who was kind of into me, and... um luckily someone who knew both of us was like, you know, he's really into chubby girls. I just want to make sure you know before you, you know, that that's, that's what he's into. He likes chubby women. And, you know, in a, and the way it was posed to me was that it was more of a, a fetish as opposed to not care. I mean, there's a difference between being attracted to a certain type of thing and fetishes yeah, fetish fetish first is sincere. There are sincere, and, and with with what we're speaking of in this moment in time, we're going to say guys. There are sincere guys that don't care what the, uh, uh, the physical makeup weight look of 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 a woman is. Uh, you know, if they happen to meet a overweight woman or a skinny woman, that doesn't matter. They're dating them because of the personality and the and the the fact that they make them laugh, or 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 the fact that they're uh, uh, witty or or smart. You know, I mean, I mean, intelligent, smart, like NASA astronaut, <laughs> smart, not just you know somebody that's really good at math, you know, I mean, okay. But, uh, but then there are the people that only are attracted to the physical aspect. Don't really care so much about the person behind it, but that physical attribute is what, well, literally excites them. And that's when it becomes a fetish. And, and I'm not, I'm not saying that you're there. There's people out there that are one way or the other, it's knowing how to, as I've said so many times in this show, finding the balance in your life. And this is one case to find balance. If you have, we'll say, a fetish for overweight women or a fetish for trans women, uh, specifically non-operative trans women, realize that it is, if it is just a fetish, keep it, keep it private, keep it on a pornography level, and, you know, have fun that way. But if you can uh, maintain a relationship with someone that actually uh, understands or can, you know, provide your fetish, 
and realize that they are a person and that they do have feelings and they do have uh, rights and says and things like that. And they're not just your specific desire. That's part of that balance. And that's where it goes back to you saying, is he into me because of the fetish? We'll sum up for both of us. Or is it in because he, you know, enjoys the the way I smile or the fact that I made him laugh when I talked about my Aunt Gertrude or whatever. Right. <laughs> and I mean, and, not, and yes, there are, there are people who are, I mean, you, you're attracted to what you're attracted to. There's a huge difference between what you're attracted to and what may or may not be a fetish. Which you yeah, it's, up pretty clearly. It's individualized, um, but that's the best way I can convey it to uh, the general population without uh, keeping it very neutral. Right. And without offending anybody, because you don't want to offend anybody. No, I think everybody knows by now, on the 26th episode, we are not about offending. No, no. No. So, yeah, does, does he want to be with me because he's never been with a fat girl before? Or does he want to be with me because he wants to be with me? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and I think for some... It may be both. I'm sure. I mean, some men, some I'm people sure. out there is what I mean. Well, I mean, like the... So what surprised me is that that is a common thing. Very specific, too. Well, and we, we talked about the, the the whole, you know, that it is a, a porn category. Uh, Yeah, trans, trans women, women is... And big girls. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I, I, I keep forgetting of, of how it's labeled BBW or WB, I don't even, whatever. I don't even know. Something like that. Big beautiful woman, I think, is what that's supposed to be for. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but yeah, you're right. That's a whole category. A whole mm-hmm. category. I never thought of that. But yeah, you're right. Whole yes. category. And so is trans women, which mm-hmm. is oh, fat girls and trans women are uh, fetishized. Fetish, fetishes. 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 That makes more sense. Yeah. No fetish eye. Fet- fet- fetishized. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fetishized. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, I pulled up something on on my uh, little smartphone here, and it's uh, someone's, someone's Tumblr, you know, with big girl problems. And I don't know, this, this is something that I know you've complained about because you were wearing multiple layers because of... Uh, I don't remember it was because of tucking, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, no, that's what it was, because it was low-cut. Something that was low-cut. You were wearing multiple layers and complained about how hot you were. Well, a fat girl problem. You wore a long sleeve shirt to cover your arms, and now you're hot as hell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, being worried about finding a date for homecoming and prom, which I'm sure trans trans teen girls have the same. Oh, problem. I'm sure that, sure that. Um... Oh, I, I, I had like, concern. I had concern about prom myself, so that was different reasons. Though. Oh, dude, let's not even get started on my prom problems. Yeah. And I and keep in mind, I was like a size eight at the time. I wasn't fat. <laughs> I thought I was, but I wasn't fat. Right, right, right. So the the doctor going to the doctor. I don't know about how your experiences have been so far. I it's, uh, it's been mixed. It's been mixed. Um, Mostly positive, kind of neutral, kind of negative on occasion, but it was more of how I took it than than what was said. So that's why I say it's been mixed. I know that's something that trans people have difficulty with. Yeah, of course they do. Going to the doctor. 
it's it's just something that I can relate to and, and other heavier people can relate to because you go to the doctor and they're surprised if you have if your blood pressure is fine. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they're always surprised that you don't have diabetes. They always have to tell you talk to you about being overweight. And that's always on like my little um you know, when you leave the doctor and they give you a printout of, you know, what your diagnosis was and what you talked about. Uh, obesity is always on there. Wow. Yeah. I, d- I never look at your stuff. So, I mean, no. why would I? It's always so, there. Oh, and it's wow. always something That's... that they briefly talk about. You know, you can keep an eye on what you eat and your well, weight and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Before I, ca- before I quit smoking, yeah, that was the, that was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the yeah. same thing. With, yep. I can understand Obesity. that. I can Always. understand that. Yeah. And and you know, they tell you you're fat like you don't know. Yeah, you're <laughs> overweight. Did you know? Oh my god! I, uh, you know, that's exactly why I came in today. I was feeling a little <laughs> off. I was feeling a little heavy, a little down. Thank you for explaining to me that it's over being obese and overweight. You're, I never would have guessed that. They usually try to be very sensitive about well, it. Well, I'm sure they do. They usually try to be very sensitive about it. So, you know, I'm just I'm concerned about your weight. Yeah. Is usually how it comes out. Yeah. I don't know. I, I know that 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 that's there. There are things that I can't think of anything specific. I was hoping you'd throw out. Uh, no, she's talked. The, the doctor's um, talked to me about my weight recently, a lot recently. She's talked about oh. um, the not smoking, but I have quit. So no, that's, I meant that that trans people get at the doctor. Oh, trans people get at the doctor. I haven't been uh, living long enough or out to the specific doctor long enough. Plus my chart, <laughs> you know. So, so a, a little more time has to pass before I can really comment on that. Well, I don't know if you'd read anything or heard anything no, on people no, commenting. Because I know no. that that's, I've read a number of things about Everybody dreads men. it. Everybody dreads it. Trans men having to go to the doctor and get very Well, I did hear from one trans man that uh, went in for a, a physical and they were about ready to do the turn your head and cough physical, which is to check for a hernia. But it's a specific check meant for uh, uh, male-born anatomy, a penis and testicles, and to to see if there's been a hernia created. Uh, That type of test exists for women, but it's different. I don't know what they do. But nothing like that. Nothing like that. <laughs> exactly. So, so uh, he was saying, uh, "No, doc, uh, not going to happen. Uh, no. Uh, well, you know, drop your pants. No, it's not. Why not? Uh, I'm transgender. Oh." And then went to the went to the chart. Where is it? Where is it? I don't see it in here. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I think that person, you know, changed states or changed doctors or something like that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, that was Gabe. That was Gabe. Actually, I realized I can oh, say wow. I can say the name because Gabe was on the show before. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. So before we get too far off of topic, I wanted to really bring us back to saying the there's yes there's a lot of similarities, and that specifically when a trans woman is alone, I mean feeling alone. I don't mean you know literally alone. <laughs> <laughs> trans woman is alone. It just sounded funny. Yeah, Sorry. that's why I had to specify. When 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 you're feeling so alone and that there's nobody out there in the world that understands what you're going through or how things make you feel, or yes, everybody has dysphoria but nobody but nobody understands it. Whatever whatever battle you're battling, 
stop and remember that cis women have either the exact same fucking battle or something pretty goddamn close. No matter what you say, you know, oh, but they were never born with the penis. You know what? They've got something else to compensate for it. Just trust me on saying that. And try to find a, a cis female that you can, you know, really friend and be be, be a, a, a best friend with. Because I feel uh, right now, I mean, also, as I've said before in the show, that the past 20 years have been, you know, transitioning in my mind, that uh, I'm very grateful to have as part of my support team a cis female as a close, you know, friend, compadre, companion, you know, also including spouse and, you know, <laughs> uh, lover and, and co-parent and things like that. But uh, even if we took out the uh, romantic part of, of our relationship and just it was it was just close friendship, I'm, I'm very grateful that that is a cis woman uh, versus a uh, uh, another trans woman or uh, even just a... Uh, I guess that would be it. <laughs> a trans woman or cis woman. I mean, there's other others out there, but I mean, being very specific right now, uh, because it it just helps keep things in perspective. That to know world. that you're not alone and that there are a ton of similarities between both females. Yes, yes, there are. Something we haven't touched on, which I don't know, gets little afternoon specially. Where do you find your inner worth? Oh, yeah. How do you... Where do you find it? We're talking about beauty. I I found it in performing, personally. You have to find something that makes you smile. Some pa- some something mm-hmm. something passionate for yourself. Everybody has something. Uh, some is writing. Some is singing. Some is dancing. Some is you know uh, performing physically performing. Some is you know doing a podcast. Some is you know uh, sharing t- sharing uh, baking and sharing goods with friends. I mean everybody's got something. And also there's there's finding you know that thing that one physical quality or whatever it is about yourself that you like. Owning it, rocking it, working it for all the world. Because you, you gotta with everything in life, you gotta own it. Absolutely. If you don't, if Absolutely. you don't own it, no one's gonna believe you. I, I don't always feel great about myself. There are days where I feel like I look terrible, and why would anyone find me attractive? But there, there are days when I'm like, yeah, this, I'm, I'm working it. I'm good. This is awesome. Who, who wouldn't want this? Right, right, right. I don't think there's anything else. I can't think there's anything else. I don't think I think we've touched on it. I think we've touched everything. We've touched everything. We have touched everything. Lots of touching has been happening. Yeah. Transgender 30 day challenge or 30 episode challenge. (laughs) Question number 14. What are some of your passing tips or things you do to pass? Turn on the signal. In the passing lane so you can pass a car? Yes, yes. that's yes, that's what that's yes. Yeah, that's exactly what the transgender 30-day challenge is wanting to know. How do you drive? Check your blind spots. Let's check your blind spots, turn on your blinker, and then pass. But don't pass on the right. Uh, first first let's let's address the term pass or passing. 
there are some schools of thought that feel that it's very old school and that it should not be used anymore because nobody just passes. People exist. I understand that, but everybody has a, that little thing in them about, you know, do I look like the preferred gender that I'm supposed to, which is the same thing of, do I pass? That's ultimately what it is. It's just an easy way to convey that thought, that feeling that, uh, I believe all trans people go through, especially early in their journey. So that's what I mean. I don't mean to, you know, say that it's the wrong word or the right word. I'm just using it as the best way to explain that feeling of, do I pass? Am I stealth? Are they guessing or not? For me, there's like three different stages, I think. <clears throat> so far. <laughs> so far. The first is when I first started experimenting. You know, first started, uh, you know, doing stuff, but would never leave the house. <laughs> in, and that was in my uh, late teens, early 20s. And for that... I needed the whole shebang. I needed, you know, totally hairless, totally shaved top to bottom, full makeup. Uh, you know, uh, I was always let down if my hair was short and it just kind of looked girly because you put a clip or something in it, that sort of thing. No, needed some sort of fuller, longer hair wig. I absolutely needed boobage of some sort, even if it was just, you know, balled up gym socks or, or you know, uh, nylons with rice or, or bird seed or something. And for a while, I, I was a kind of obsessed with hips, the curvature of hips. I still like them, the curves of women. But it, for me, it's not more, as much as a necessity as it was at first, way back then. Have you seen your ass? It's fabulous. Well, thank you. I like my ass. I always have liked my butt, so I feel privileged. Um, beautiful bottom. Thank you. Now, let's flash forward 20 years to the point of number two. Like I said, there was three total. This is number two. Uh, to when I first came out publicly almost a year ago now. Uh, at that point, I, I, I was kind of the same energy, but not as not as intense. It's, I mean, it seemed intense looking back on it, but it wasn't as intense as it once was before. Uh, because long ago, it took me, from the time I started dressing fairly regularly until I actually went out and did anything, in femme, as the term was back then, was a good 10 years, eight years, somewhere right there, maybe 12. Yeah. So for that decade, roughly, all the dressing and all the prettying up and all the getting ready to go out and do something stayed home. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. But it was, it was fear. It was terror. It was, it was horrible. It was just horrible to get over. And that's the one thing I have to thank from my ex for. She helped me cross the front door threshold. That was, it's probably the one thing I can thank her for. Um, and it was a good process. So it wasn't like a horrible thing, but even then, or even when I, when I came out, uh, uh last year, still needed makeup. I mean, basic full makeup, not any, uh, major subtleties. Uh, again, clean shaven curse hair has always been a thing for me. Um, again, boobs. And for some reason, at the time I came out, I really wanted and needed some color on my nails. It was just part of the affirmation. It's weird. And then now the third point is now. Here we are, you know, a, almost a year later. For me, my hair has grown out enough that I feel okay. 
what I need to feel, you know, passing, definitely still chest, of course, but the makeup is narrowed down to just, as we've spoken before, a little mascara, a little lip gloss as base minimum, you know, maybe a little eyeshadow just because you're trying to take away from the bags under your eyes, um, versus putting cover up and powder and everything on. And, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a two to, there's a 48 hour window for my, for my shavingness <laughs> that I can play with before I absolutely must need shave. And that's within my own mind. So that plays into my passing. And another thing right now is, uh, earrings. I, I like, I like having the, the, the longer, bigger, quote unquote, not huge, but bigger earrings, uh, uh, it just helps, helps me, you know, helps me feel complete and complete the look. So that's, that's what I use now in my mind to make sure that there aren't many questions of, is that a guy or a girl? Well, and from everything you, you've, you've kind of said, summing it up and what we said earlier, it's owning it. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. That's true. Now also realize everything I mentioned was external things. They're all external. Right. And yeah, it, it's, it is a matter of owning it. It is a matter of owning it. Gabe talked about that in his, in his, uh, uh, I think it was part two of, of the interview. I don't have the, uh, episode number in front of me. I believe it may be 21. I think so. Anyway, that sounds right. Uh, yeah. He talked about owning it and he's got a great way of talking about it. So if you haven't heard that, check that episode out. But yeah, everything I just went through was all external. That's what I needed to have, wear, see on me in the mirror or in pictures to pass. I needed that outside look to match what was inside. And the connection happened before I could feel feminine enough to pass is the way I you could say it. You should about your wallet. My wallet. Yeah, your wallet. Oh, the wallet you that I got. Your wallet. Right, the wallet from Christmas. The wallet yes, I got for Christmas. The yes. Santa brought for Christmas. Yes, Santa brought us wallets. A beautiful fake alligator, fake yeah. cheetah, fake, fake what? Alligator. Fake alligator. Um, uh, one was uh, well, not really hot pink, but. Oh, it's pretty hot pink. Is it hot? Oh, yeah, all right. I wouldn't hot call it pink. hot, but all right, bright. It is it, okay, bright pink. I'll say bright it pink. It's a very bright. It's pink. a very bright pink, and the other one is a very uh, majestic purple. Yeah, it's it's got a lot of brightness to it. Royal majestic purple with mm-hmm. with with a good uh, tint to it. Yes. Um, and the the shape and design of the wallet is no 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 questions asked. Feminine. It's a it's a it's a woman's wallet. Yes. Yeah. You look at it. Oh, that's a woman's wallet. Mm-hmm. The colors confirm it, though. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's the wallet I have places. So, mm, my, the, mine's the purple one. Yes, I'm sorry. The yes, one. I got the pink. I took um, the pink one. You got the purple well, one. I, I, Santa said, "Choose." Yeah. Said you girls fight over them. Yes, that's right. I figured that Sabrina would rather have the pink one because it wasn't something that she could have had before. Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. And uh, what you said, you tell tell them what you said to me the other day about the wallet. That, I don't you know, remember. you said something about that. Yeah, I, I may not be looking as 
whatever as I would like to be sometimes. And then I pull out my bright pink wallet. Oh, yes, yes, yes. If I've, if I've just th- literally thrown on a bra forms, you know, let my hair down from the ponytail that it's been in for, you know, whatever, half a day and full day, whatever it is from the night before, uh, run a, run a brush through it. Uh, and, you know, run out to the store, jeans and some, some shirt, t-shirt, and yeah, but it's, you know, if I'm, if I'm buying whatever at the store or the liquor store or whatever, and then yes, and that's, you know, five ninety five, and I pull out from either my, my backpack, which I've been using because it's easier to carry stuff for our son when he and I go out versus a standard, you know, over the shoulder purse. <laughs> when, uh, when I whip out that pink wallet, there's absolutely no questions. <laughs> that uh that what they're looking at is female <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's very true very true but i want to talk about inside inside now because i mentioned all external stuff and the external stuff helps because now the mirror the picture helps image me but it, it, it comes from within and as you said and if we've heard before owning it which is an internal concept grasp uh, you have to keep your attitude friendly when you're out. You can't uh, if you're if you're being you know all grumpy and upset uh, about whatever it is. Uh, uh, you know you're not passing or you don't like the way your you know five o'clock shadow is or or the makeup that you couldn't wear. Oh, I wish I was wearing makeup. You, if you're letting that all affect you. That's going to bring you down. You have to have a positive, friendly attitude going on, um, so so you don't draw attention to yourself for the most part. But also, so you don't just bring yourself down. If you bring yourself down, people are actually drawn to you. Oh, how can I help? What's wrong? Which also falls into uh, confidence. You've got to have a little bit of confidence. Uh, and I think if you've taken the chance to step outside the door and go to that location, you got confidence. Trust yourself. You've got confidence. You've already made it there. Do what needs to get done while you're there, whatever it is. Doctor's appointment, run into the drugstore, go to the store, get a donut, fast food, I don't know, whatever. If you've gone that far, finish it and then go home and then you can figure it out from there. You'll be fine. And if you, and ultimately, if you feel womanly or feminine enough within yourself, then you're you're a woman and you pass. Ta-da! You did it. Yay! You know, everything helps, the makeup and all that, but it's got to come from within. And that's easier said than done. Hey, Rebecca, guess what? What? It's time for listener feedback. Yay! Yay, listener feedback. Okay, now, because of the recording schedule, don't really have a lot of fresh listener feedback. Right. But uh, instead of that, listeners, I have a live co-host. So, you know, ah. it, it, it kind of, you know, you give a little, take a little, take a little, give a little. But I do have to say, because this, this part of the show is basically its own thing now, early March, we now have, I am so excited, in fact, I think I'm going to ask post-production to throw in a drum roll 104 facebook likes yay 
I'm so excited Yay, for that. Yay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, well, the funny thing is, is every time I put in the script, hey, listeners, guess what? Here's an update of Facebook likes. We're now at, insert that number. Before I'm done editing and before that show gets published, somebody new likes the likes the Facebook page. Like the last time I mentioned it a couple episodes ago, I said 101, 102, whatever mm-hmm. it was. And by the time I had gotten to put, I put that show together to publish, it had already clicked up one notch. I'm like, oh, man, that's crazy. That's so, okay. But it's great that more and more people are enjoying the show. Yeah. And I just wanted to say thank you, everyone, for uh, listening. Send in your comments. Send in your things. Listen through the end of the show. You'll get all the contact information you need. Or just continue with that clicking of like on Facebook and comment on the Facebook page. Yeah, comment on the Facebook page is good, too. Of course, everybody that comments, I comment back, so you should know that by now. It's fun. Right, but if they've never commented, they would not know that. Well, they should comment. That's the way they, they would know. All right, you, you know, you know, I know you can't hear it, but that music that's playing right now, that means it's the end of the show. <gasps> yeah, it's oh. magic music that you can't hear, but I can and our listeners can. It's crazy. Are you sure it's not just in your head? I'm positive it's All not right. just in my head. Uh, that means it's the end of the episode. So so we're going to start wrapping it up. Everybody, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Rebecca, thank you so much for being here and co-hosting. And I'm, we're going to bring you back again. Don't know when exactly, but we'll find another episode. If you get a topic you want to talk about, we'll we'll bring you back on and do it again. We've been we've been meaning to do this for a while. So oh, probably, yeah, we have. Well, no, we have been meaning to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, we've been meaning to do that. Sorry, but, you sorry, know, it's got getting a late. Two-year-old. Yeah, and so it's it's time. Finding time is tight. Next episode, going to talk about fears. I've touched on this a little bit on different episodes throughout the uh, run of the show so far, but we're going to talk a little bit more about it and then what to. what to do to counteract it. <laughs> so don't, don't, don't miss that episode. Uh, I'm always looking for topics, so send them my way. Remember, I try to do a couple different topics each episode, so that's 104 topics every year. So send them my way. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, If I couldn't laugh, I would just go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we we just go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. Stay crazy, Stay crazy everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for being here. listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you, so let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. 
I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2015 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. Time for takeout. No, I'm sorry. Outtakes. Do you want to explain that, Sabrina? I'm sorry. I bumped your thing. She bumped the microphone. That's okay. It'll be an outtake. You bumped my thing. (laughs) (laughs) um, 30 episode challenge. (laughs) Episode. (laughs) Question number 14. And now, uh, Rebecca, as Jimmy Buffett says... Do you even know what he says anymore? Do you even Turn it sideways. It'll be easier to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you want to leave me in again? Yeah, we're going to go again. And now, Rebecca, the moment you've been waiting for, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I would just go. We're doing it together. Oh, I didn't know we were doing it together. You oh, you want me that? Yeah, we were doing it together. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Okay, you want to? No, no, I'll do it together. No, no, I, I will. We'll let you do it. Well, we'll I, let you do it. We'll let you do it. We'll let you do it. We're going to start all over again. Here all right, we go. Well, you can join in on the, um, the if we. Okay. That makes sense. All right, all right, all right. That's good. And now, Rebecca, the moment you've been waiting for. I know you've been holding on to the edge of your seat for this. You can hardly wait for this to happen. I know every moment of this episode, you get so excited. You've told me so yourself (laughs) the first time you heard me do this. So, in now, as Jimmy Buffett says... Thank you for listening, and please remember...